Good morning and welcome to Old Readers Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Penny C. I'm from the Boston area and I am recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, January 25th, 2023, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we are reading from the big book. We are finishing up the chapter We Agnostics on page 57, and we are reading starting with Even So God Has Restored and ending with He Disclosed Himself to Us. The reference, today's readers first are The Twelve Steps, Mary Lou G., The Twelve Traditions will be read by Lori C. The readers of the text are Karen W., Marge O., and Vanessa G. is our backup this morning. The newcomer greeted today is PMSR, and the second hour host is Raz G. Today's, um, excuse me, the reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, January 24th, are these. The 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 19,880, 19880. The 10 a.m. Meeting, 19,881, 19881. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I'm going to ask Mary Lou G. to read the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Good morning, Mary Lou. Good morning, Kenny. Good morning, everybody. Glad to be here with all of you this morning. Here are the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 
Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Mary Lou G. And now I'm going to ask Lori C. if she'll read the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning. Good morning. This is Lori C. from Virginia with the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other OA, affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever unprofessional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity to serve, and thank you for your service. Thank you. That was Lori C. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic in literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirements for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1. To unmute, 
Then once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to remute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We have finishing up we the chapter we agnostics, page 57, reading the second paragraph and third, starting with, even so, God has restored, and ending with, he disclosed himself to us. And I'm going to ask Karen W. to start the reading for us. Good morning. This is Karen W., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Texas. Grateful to be here. Even so, has God restored us all to our right mind? To this man, the revelation was sudden. Some of us grow into it more slowly, but he has come to all who have honestly sought him. When we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. How true. Um, I've heard so many times in this meeting, if you walk to God, he will run to you. Uh, for me, I need to keep the space between my ears filled with my God and this book and a vision for you. Otherwise, I'm going to have the disaster, doom, and death. This is a deadly disease, and it will take us all if we don't work the program like we're supposed to. Uh, for me, I love vision for you, and I love starting my day with this meeting. Uh, it's given me so much strength and hope and joy, and um, my heart and soul are filled with my God and the program, and um some days I just feel joy, 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 you know, but every day is not like that. It's ups and downs and ins and outs, but I always come back. And God is always there for me if I take this time to pause and pray and ask for his help. You know, I was a self-willed, stubborn woman that thought I could do everything. And I found out I can't. I need y'all. I need God. I need this book. I need all the meetings. Uh, I need my strong sponsor and my strong sponsees. I'm just very grateful. Very grateful. To be abstinent. And to have finally, <laughs> finally let God and everyone in my heart. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Karen W. And before I take a list of names of people who would like to share on these beautiful paragraphs, let me just say that a reminder that uh, although we do um, value everybody's experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day so that many people can be heard. And so with that, uh, who would like to share on this? And I would like you just to give your first name um, and your location, and then when I call on you, tell me the, the rest, okay, your last initial and where you're from. Okay, who would like to get on the list? Melissa Bonnie B. Nancy. 
Oh, my goodness. I think Sarah I heard, L. Hold on just a minute. Um, I think I heard Karen K. and Vera, but I didn't get the first person. Monette M. Monette. Okay. Jen A. Melissa. Bonnie B. Bonnie. And I had someone between Melissa and Bonnie, I believe. Sarah K. Sarah? Sarah K. Sarah K. Was Karen K. here also? No. Okay. So here's who I... I have Monette, Vera, Melissa, Bonnie, and Sarah. Okay, let's go with those people for now, and I'll catch the others on the next uh, list, okay? So, Monette, would you start um, the sharing again, please? Did I not hear a Monette? Did you say... Yes, Penny, I'm sorry. Yes, this is Monette M. in Oklahoma. I'm a gratefully covered compulsive overeater. Uh, Yeah, and what, oh my gosh, what an honor and a privilege to be able to share on these last two paragraphs in this this amazing um, chapter. And yeah, there's grateful tears already this morning. And so grateful for the writers of this book. And um, the way that they presented this um, chapter and um, just wrote about God in a way that I'd never, never ever heard, you know, just so full of love and infinite power and wisdom, just all the names that they give our higher power in this chapter. And um, um, my teacher today, my sponsor today um, has like God lives inside of me, my higher power is within me. Um, this book tells me that I was kind of deep down, I've always had that. And so, of course, it's obscured by calamity and all of these things. And so I come in here and, and get surrendered and have examples of people who have recovered. And I work the steps and little by little, I, I get free. And um, the freedom that I have today is beyond anything I could have ever imagined. Like it says, being placed in a place of neutrality, feeling safe and protected with my higher power. And um, just like the the reader shared, oh my gosh, I go to bed six nights a week and know that when I go to bed and when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to have a vision for you in in my ears and start my day like that. And um, it gives me hope every night. And I'm just so grateful. Um, And I says, when we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. And what I know now is I'm the one that separates myself, you know, from my higher power and that he is always there and always faithful. And I'm so grateful. And the relationship that I have with God today that does help solve all of my problems, like this book says, is the result of this book and the steps and having really great teachers and just people that are trudging this path with me. So I'm so grateful to be a part of this and so honored to be able to share as we close out this chapter today. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you. That was Monette M. And next I'm calling on Vera. Hey, Penny, could that have been Dara? It could have. 
Okay. That was me. Uh, Thanks so much for your service. I'm Dara Ellum, a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Philadelphia. And, um, you know, these paragraphs really make me think about the spiritual appendix in the back of the big book and, you know, how God discloses themselves slowly to some and quickly to others. But I really want to share on the honesty piece. Um, the honest seeking of God. And I think sometimes even, you know, within these rooms, I can operate under the delusion that the goal of recovery is to be good, you know, that I'm supposed to be a good person. I'm supposed to get everything right. Um, I don't know somehow that I'm supposed to come here and like rise above the level of my humanity. And it's so for me, you know, when I started my current relationship with God, um, I began from a place of FU, you know, I mean, I just like that was the level of my spiritual development. And I think looking back on it, that God so much like preferred that I came forward with this belligerent attitude because that was where I was. You know, I did not, it wasn't that I didn't believe in God, but I hated God and I felt so angry. And, you know, I came into this program operating under the belief that if people really knew me, then they wouldn't love me. And, um, and so, so much of recovery for me continues to be, and I hope will always be the honest disclosure of where I am, you know, and a willingness to begin there and to seek a relationship with God there. Um, Cause I want still, you know, today I want to like have it all together and be this spiritually evolved person. And, you know, and, and, and I, I can't do that. And I can even use a lot of like the big book stuff about wanting to be useful and to be helpful and whatever, to climb up on this stupid spiritual hilltop. And God's like, you're basically, you're two years old, sweetheart, you know, like, come on, climb up onto my lap. You don't have to have all the answers. You can throw a hissy fit, you know? And so I, having a relationship with God is where God discloses God's self to me. And, um, and what I have found is that like, it's okay for me not to believe in God. God loves surprising me, you know, and loves, um, you know, affecting miracles in my life when I don't, I don't believe that miracles are possible. And so just to anyone who is hearing other people on the line and thinks like, oh my gosh, you know, they're so spiritual. For me, the most spiritual thing I can do is go to God from a place of unbelief um, and still do the right actions. And, and then, I don't know, be lit up from the inside. And it happens on a regular basis for me that um, my honesty is where I meet God, not my goodness. So anyways, with that, I'll pass. And thanks so much uh, for letting me share. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Dara L. And next, Melissa. Hey, good morning, Penny. Thanks so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And um, I just think this is like a great promise that that he has come to all who have honestly sought him. And that um, I think about all the things that I've looked for in my life and nothing is guaranteed that like, oh, if you're going to look for it, you're going to find it and it's going to reveal itself to you. But we get that here, this this guarantee that um, it's contingent upon my drawing nearer to him. That if I do the the action, if I do the legwork, 
You know, if I take a position of humility, of necessity for God, I'm actually going to find him and he's going to reveal himself in his own unique way to me so that I can have a relationship. And I have to say, like, I'm really grateful to be um, to be a compulsive overeater who had a necessity for God. And I'm also grateful to be a part of a recovery community where we're not shy about God is the hero of our stories. And and what I've seen in my own life and in the lives of many others is that every single person I've known who has actively sought this relationship gets gets it. Every single one, regardless of how they come in, and they get it in their own unique way. And then, so then it's like, all right, well, what do I do to seek? Because if I'm guaranteed, please tell me, tell me how to seek this relationship. And I think that's the beauty of our steps, that when each step is done thoroughly, the desire to do the next step is like, it's it's organic. It's like my foot is in the air between two and three, and I want to know how to seek this relationship. And, you know, there's a lot of great, um, you know, there's a lot of great resources for those that are seeking a relationship with God. And the steps, they're not shy about prayer and meditation. And it's really clear. And I'll tell you, you know, my own seeking um, involves some research, some research, but more action. And I love um, the AA 12 and 12, and it is approved literature, so I can mention it. And it says in the AA 12 and 12 that prayer and meditation are our principal means of conscious contact with God. And that it further goes on to say that almost the only scoffers at prayer are those who have not tried it enough. And so that's that's the direction. Try it. Try it more. And then what we get, and again, this is in the AA 12 and 12, one of the greatest rewards of meditation and prayer is the sense of belonging that comes to us. We no longer live in a completely hostile world. We're no longer lost and frightened and purposeless. And I think, like, I'm just going to close with that. That's what I've been seeking all along. And when I live in a world that's not hostile and I'm not lost and frightened and purposeless, I don't really want to eat compulsively. And um, thanks for that. I'll pass. Thank you. That was Melissa C. And next, Bonnie. Good morning, Penny. Good morning, everyone. Bonnie B., gratefully recovered from the state of Minnesota. So the words that jumped out to me were um, all. Even so, God has restored all of us. And he says that twice. Um, But he has come to all of us. The God that I serve is not a respecter of persons. And we see him throughout this book. His desire is that we would be restored. And and be restored to what? Um, It tells us our right minds. I came into this program desperate to be restored to my right mind. In the backdrop was my body. But ultimately, I knew that my mind was crazy. I did things that no one else did. And for the first time in my life, I figured out that instead of bringing my list to him, as another fellow shared earlier, um, that whole thing of like good and bad, I get to bring my heart to him. I get to open up the palms of my hands every single morning when I choose intentionally to connect to him and offer it all to him and then let him do for me what only he can do. And that is to keep me in that right place. 
and that right place is in my mind. And if I stay in that right place in my mind, everything else falls into suit. Um, got a call from one of our daughters yesterday who has desired to have children for a long time, her and her husband. And unfortunately, she went in at 14 weeks. And they told her the baby had um, the baby was no longer viable. And so, you know, I, I was able to stay in my right mind to get in the car, to make a long trip, to be down here, um, you know, with her as she steps through this in my right mind, out of the food, offering to her what God has given me, which is the pause, which is that place of peace. Man, how I longed for that. And I have that because of this program. And I have it because God did for me what I could not do for myself for 58 years of my life. What a gift. And it didn't happen suddenly for me. You know, I grew into this more slowly as I sought him. Little by little, he continues to change those things on the inside of me that used to hold me, that used to hold me captive. And he helps me to live in that deep place of the pause. And I used to live in that shallow place always hurried and always frenzied in my head. I get to live in that still small and that still very peaceful place now while I'm doing life. And um, I don't know how to, I I don't have the words to say how grateful I am to God for intervening for, um, for each and every one of you and for this program. And so once again, Bonnie B from Minnesota, gratefully recovered for today. And thank you so much, you guys. Blessings and have a great day. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Bonnie. Um, and now, uh, Sarah Kay, it's your turn. Sarah Kay? Hi there. Sorry about that. Good morning, Penny. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, Sarah Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, calling in from Israel. Um, even so, God had restored us to our right, right mind. So, um you know, this time working around the steps, um, it, I grew into it more slowly. And I just want to encourage anybody who's who's new, who's working the steps, and um, if it's not, you know, sudden or, or you know, instantaneous, um, it will come. Just keep doing the action. I, um, I had, you know, just this morning, I was just, it's amazing to get surprised by, um, you know how I've changed. I was embarrassed in public, and um, after a minute of just you know saying "ouch," I turned to God right away and and went straight into a ten step. And it it came so like it was just a reaction, and um, and it was just it, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a new life, and it's beautiful, and it's. Um, and it's just so, it's so much better than the, you know, the way I try to control with my selfishness, dishonesties and fear and, and holding on to that and just being able to lean into God's protection and love and his value and worth of me is, um, so beautiful. And thank you all for being here. I really appreciate it with that at best. Thank you, Sarah Kay in Israel. And now I had some help um, hearing Jen A. Jen, would you like to share now? Oh, wow. Thanks, Penny. (laughs) Um, This is Jen A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Colorado. Thanks to whoever heard me, heard me. Wow. 
what an awesome meeting. And, you know, I just have to say um, that God is continually restoring me to my right mind. Um, it hasn't happened entirely yet. I don't think it ever will. I think at that point in time, um, I won't be able to know that it's happening. And maybe I won't even be on this planet called Earth. But it, he continues to do this to a girl like me. And, um, you know, there are sudden um, spots in life where I have these God shots or BFDs um, that happen in my life. And um, when I seek him, that's what this paragraph is telling me. When you seek him out, Jennifer, and, you know, when I sought him out and, and I was on my knees and um, desperate and dying in that food and, um, you know, just sitting there, like, I couldn't do it one more time. I couldn't throw up one more time. I couldn't restrict one more time. And I just knew that it was like the end of the end. Um, he came to me you know, the light and everything. It was beautiful on the back alleyway, you know, and that was great for once, right? Okay, so you, you break down and you're like, okay, Lord, like this is it. And I say Lord today, I didn't call him Lord then. I was like, okay, dude, you know, and today he's Lord of my life. He's the, the divine source of power. He's the creator. He's all-knowing. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's all-encompassing um, because I'm in a different place in a different stage today in that relationship with him. And it keeps growing, a growing relationship with God. So I think, um, you know, what, what I'm thankful for is that when I seek him out, and it's a continual thing, when I am desperate enough to get on my knees, when I am desperate enough to make that phone call and do the inventory process with someone and give it away and ask God to restore me to sanity on each little situation in a 10-step um or even listening to others' 10 steps, I get restored to sanity by hearing other people's inventory, then divine, you know, this divine access to power comes in, and I become a channel and an instrument for God, and I become peaceful and serene. And to me, that's the gift of this program. That's the promise. He keeps disclosing himself to me, and he keeps getting closer to me. And the only reason that God is... Um, anywhere not near me today in any portion of my program or life or whatever you want to call it is because I haven't let him in yet. You know, there's still this little pocket of disbelief there in my heart that says, can you restore me to sanity in this relationship about finding a new job and changing careers? Hmm, I don't know, but I just keep turning to God right now in that area, you know, and, and like a sponsor of mine and I roomed at OA birthday party and we were talking and we're like, neither one of us crave the food. Neither one of us has the desire to eat anymore, but yet we're all struggling. I'll just say for myself, struggling with different things, you know? And so we were talking about it, and I said, if God can restore me to sanity around the food, can he restore me to sanity around a job, a relationship um, with people, with my daughter, um, with anything? Yes, he can, but it takes time. So this promise at the end of this paragraph, at the end of this chapter says to me, there is a God, I'm not it, keep believing in it, and he's going to continue to show me with that divine, divine intervention. When I need him and I want him and I seek him, then he's there. But if I don't and I think I got it, that's when I get screwed. And I heard that on the line this week. I was like, if I think I'm God or I don't need God, that's when it becomes in trouble for me. Thanks so much for hearing me today, Penny, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. That was Jen A. And now, before I take a list of other names, let me just remind people if they um, didn't hear that we are on page 57 in We Agnostics, the last two paragraphs. So we started with the um, 
Um, even so, God has restored and ended with the sentence that starts with, he disclosed himself to us. So um, who else would like to share? Rachel Christina J. Ken WH. Rachel, and someone was between Rachel and Ken. Carolyn S.H. Carolyn. Christina J. Christina. Betty G. Is it Becky or Betty? Betty W. Hold hold on now. Um, Betty. Someone, Becky. I think it was (laughs) Becky. She'll correct me when we come to that name. Okay. How about one more? Toby W. Toby. Okay. Let's go with those folks, and then if we have time, we'll call on some others. So, Rachel, would you get us started again? Good morning. This is Rachel P. Recover Compulsive Eater in Pennsylvania. Um, this paragraph just so exquisitely describes like my relationship with higher power and how I came to find a higher power. Um, you know, and, and and as I read this, right, this this concept of God comes to all who honestly seek God. When we draw near to God, God discloses itself to us, right? Um, I'm thinking about this term of you know, confirmation bias, that we, I'll speak for myself, you know, I, I wore this pair of glasses for so many years of my life, so to speak, that, you know, that had this, this these lenses, right, that, that God does not exist. Um, and if God exists, it's not for me. And then that became all that I saw because I wore those glasses because that was, those were the lenses through which I saw the world. So, you know, I find whatever I look for and, you know, that, that's, that's the power of, of the human brain, right? That, that we find what we look for, um, for better, or for worse. And, and then, you know, this disease just beat me down so much that, you know, I, I came into these rooms, tail between my legs, needing a solution, needing help because everything I had tried was not working. And I would not even use the word God. You know, I, I still don't like to use, um, you know, male pronouns in certain terms. Um, you know, I still have that and then maybe I always will. But, um, you know, now I do use the word God because I I, I I had this incredible shift in my recovery that I started to seek and that's all it takes. I didn't have to have this perfect idea of what God is. I didn't have to have this like exquisite concept of God. I didn't have to have it all figured out before seeking. All I had to do was seek, you know, and, and be comfortable in the discomfort of not knowing and to seek to take the action and work the steps anyway. And as a result of doing that, I have, you know, the promises have come true, right? You know, as the result of seeking a higher power, working the steps, um, I find God now. I find God in, in all things. And and for me, for somebody like me to even use the word God after spending more than a decade as an atheist is is, a, is miraculous, you know? And, and I'm thinking about the spiritual appendix, right, where um, that, that appendix too and the spiritual experience where, you know, it says contempt prior to investigation, 
right? That was me for so long. And now I am wearing a pair of glasses where I do seek God. I do seek God and I, and I find it, you know, and, and, and to lean back and surrender into, into whatever this power is and to, and to be comfortable in that not knowing has improved my life so much. And, um, you know, and of course I want to carry the message, right? If, if this, if seeking has, has changed my life in, in so many innumerable ways, right? Um, I want to carry that message and I want to help other people seek and I want to help other people find and find, find peace and put on a new pair of glasses. So grateful to share the message here and to be part of this wonderful community. Thanks. I'll pass. Hey, thank you. That was Rachel P. And next, um, Carolyn, it's your turn. Carolyn? Hello. Yep. Here I am. Can you hear me? I can. Go ahead. Excellent. Thank you. Um, and uh, hi, this is Carolyn S.H. in Massachusetts, um, a um, recovering for the moment um, compulsive eater. And uh, I am, I just wanted to chime in and um, because this is so, like, this entire chapter is very meaningful to me. And these two paragraphs, um, and I'm sorry if I'm going to repeat what others have said. I, I logged in a little late this morning. But the um, what the main ideas for me are just that all all I have to do, um, like, like I heard someone say, is, is seek, right? Um, and when I look up in the, the dictionary, seek, um, to try to find or discover. Um, so all I have to do is try to find God. And um, when I look up disclose, um, it's to make known, reveal, allow to be seen, or to appear, <laughs> to cause to appear. So all I have to do is look, try to find, and God appears. Um, so then the question is, how do you look? How do you try to find? And that's what this entire book is about. That's what we're told on page 45, um, the second page of this chapter. And um, and it's all about doing the steps and living in the solution. Um, and I am just so um, grateful is not the right word. I'm just so... Um, appreciative and um, uh, invested in my relationship with my higher power because today I know that is um, not only the my only way, my only source of power, but um, it's the best one. Um, so I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm reaching the point where I'm so grateful, like, like really 100% glad that I I have the disease I have because otherwise I wouldn't have a strong connection with my higher power. Um, yeah, and that's all I really have to say this morning. Um, thanks. Thank you. That was Carolyn S.H. And now we're going to go to Ken. Hi, Penny. Thank you. <clears throat> this is Ken W.H. from Recovered Compulsive Overeater from North Carolina. Just uh, wanting to say this morning that uh, the line, but God has come to all who have honestly sought him, um, 
And God's right there, uh, has always been, always will be, uh, right very next beside me. I'm the one that puts all the clutter in the way. And it says, uh, it comes to all who have honestly sought him. For me, the first step in my so-called search, even though I wasn't really looking very hard, was to uh, just let go of everything I thought I knew because I wasn't getting anywhere by myself with the food. Uh, I just had to let go. I had to absolutely surrender. And uh, for me, that image uh, remains in that old song. (laughs) Uh, Just when I thought I was going insane, I was laying naked in the rain, just open to whatever uh, life (laughs) had to pour on me. Um, I was at a total loss, and I was open to something. Just totally vulnerable, and that's the key for me, is to be as vulnerable as I possibly can one day at a time. Thanks for letting me share. Glad for your service, Penny. Thank you. That was Ken W.H., and uh, now I'm going to call on Christina. Good morning, Penny. morning, everyone. Christina J. in the state of North Carolina, recovering today by God's grace. So I'm sitting here thinking, you know, uh, what can I offer to the person that's out there in relapse? What can I offer to the person that's out there on day one or day 10 or that has the voices going and still is in this room? What can I offer in this paragraph? You're seeking. You're seeking because there's no other answer. There's door one or two, as we've heard so many times. It's, it's this higher power thing, or it's back to the food. Life is a bitch. Life is uncomfortable. Food's always the answer for me. It's uh, sweet. It's tasty. It's chewy. It's all these things. But, you know, sadly, on one hand, it takes me to hell. And I'm stuck. And I got this door over here with this light shining through the cracks. And all I got to do is push it open. And you know how you're pushing it open today or how I'm pushing it open today? I'm here. I'm here. I'm trying to push that door open a little bit. I'm here looking for the light. And I hear it in all of you, all of you recovered people out there. And that is God disclosing himself to us, whether we know it or not. He's saying, wow, there's something here. He's saying to you, there's something here, girl. There's something here, guy. There's something here. And it's a disclosure, and we don't even know it. He's working on our lives, and we don't know it. I don't like God. I don't like this. I don't like that. You know, our egos are strong because we we know how to handle life, right? Came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. Are you kidding me? I got this under control. What are you talking about? But I don't. And as many have spoken about the hell the hell of going back to food, the hell of being lost. You know, I, I just want to keep eating. God damn it. I just want to keep eating, eating and eating and eating. I can't do that. And so I'm here and I'm looking through those cracks at the light. And that's God disclosing himself to me through your words, through your stories, through your recovery. And this book, beautiful revelations. I don't get them 
you know, you might say, oh, I'm not getting that big revelation. You know, I called a fellow last night and said, I, you know, I still don't feel connected to God, but I'm working this thing and I'm trying. But that's God connecting himself to me because he's saying, come on, take my hand. Hold tight, baby. Hold tight. All you got to do is hold tight and walk. Make calls, do the tools, do the steps. We're, we're honestly seeking this power that we don't know what it is. Some of us don't know what it is. And we're drawing near to something. And he's disclosing to us daily. He's disclosing to me yesterday. He kept me out of the food yesterday. That's a disclosure, whether I know it or not. That's a damn disclosure. Thank you for letting me share. And I appreciate all your support. I pass. Thank you, Christina J. Um, now we have Becky. Hi, Penny. This is Becky G. I think it was me. Yes. How do you, is it B E C K I E or Y? It is B E T S Y. S Y. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> hey. Good morning, everybody. Um, grateful to be here. Um, very happy to be wrapping up this chapter that um i i just think it's it's fascinating for for me and my story um <clears throat> the the whole thing about you know spiritual experience versus spirit you know spiritual awakening you know does it have to be fast does it have to be slow um you know what had to happen for me is that I, somebody had to explain to me what this condition was and i i recognized in that in that devastating explanation of what this condition is, I recognized myself in my heart, in my soul, in my body. I knew for sure that I had this condition. Nobody can talk me out of something that I experienced. I experienced it. I understood deep down. Okay, so the treatment for this condition is to have that same experience, you know, with a power greater than myself. And so what I had to do was just allow, allow it to be no expectations, the set-aside prayer, all that stuff. I just needed to set I, – I wanted my spiritual experience or spiritual awakening to look like yours, to look like or feel like all the ones I'd heard about. But that's not authentic, and it's not going to keep me sober. It has to be or, you know, uh, it has to be – mine, something that I know for sure is true in and of me. You can't talk me out of something that I have experienced. So it, it's, it won't be flimsy because I will have experienced it. It's mine. Um, and that's what happened. That's what happened to me. That is exactly what happened to me. When I set aside everything that I thought I knew and I walked through these steps with someone who, uh, you know, guided me through this, these, these steps with someone who understood how, how you know, what we're doing here with this big book and with these steps, it happened for me. And, um, you know, I'm also an alcoholic, so I, you know, I don't do subtle. I wanted, I, I, I was sat around waiting. I wanted, I don't want a wine spritzer. I, I want a shot of tequila. You know, I don't, I, I want to be clubbed over the head. I want it to be, you know, and it never was. So I kept not recognizing it. Um, so that's a big key. You know, that's a big Thing. I had to let go of what I thought it was going to look like, all my expectations, and just allow it to be what it is. Um, and the last quick thing I wanted to say is that I love, you know, that this this chapter is called We Agnostics. It's not called You Agnostics. You, you, you Agnostics over there. So it acknowledges that we all have or had, and it returns occasionally, uh, you know, as I keep hearing, agnosticism. 
you know, it's a spiritual malady. So with that, I, I pass. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you, Betsy G. And next, um, Joanne W. Joanne, we can't hear you. Okay, one more call, Joanne. Okay, let's go to Toby, and then we'll come back and see if um, Joanne is here. Toby, would you share now? Thank you, Penny. It's Toby W. with a cold. Um, Gratefully abstinent by the grace of God. You know, I went to my rabbi, and I said, I don't feel God. And she said to me, you know, you don't have to feel God. All you have to do is know there is a God. And that has helped me so much throughout my my life since I asked her that, to know when I pray in the morning, when I go out through the day, and um, sometimes my prayer to God is just the word help, um, that I know that there is a God there for me. And if the God is there for me, it is there for everybody, as we have been talking about, who seeks it. And that's all I wanted to share. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Toby W. And let me go back and see, is Joanne W. here? Okay, then I can take two more people who would like to share. Yvette C. Yvette. Margaret D. Barbara, Barbara D. Margaret. But Penny, oh, it's Margaret. I already have two, Margaret. We'll see if we have time for you, okay? All righty. Thank you. All right. Let's have Yvette C. Yvette C., recovered compulsive overeater in Georgia. Um, these passages are um, filled with such hope. You know, it says, don't be discouraged if you're having challenges, if this this doesn't come to you quickly, um, the restoration of the mind. Because it's a series of actions. It takes time. It takes time to um, correct the um, the mind, the thinking, you know, to bring it from selfishness and fear to, like, considerate and compassion and trusting and uh yeah, but all, all that needs to be done is to bring that honesty and openness, you know, as you seek a relationship with higher power. And uh, so beautiful. You know, trust the process. Take the actions laid out in the book. You know, don't have to figure it out. It's laid out. Take those actions in faith. And uh, you will emerge a believer and uh, and that's a promise. That's a promise. So thankful for opportunity to share. Thank you. That was Yvette C. And Barbara, I didn't get your last initial, Barbara.
Barbara, would you like to share? Okay, let's go to Margaret. Thank you, Penny. Um, how this, my name is Margaret D. I'm in Georgia, and I'm so grateful this morning, grateful to be a recovered compulsive eater. And how this has worked for me is in the morning, especially in the morning, I'll take a, something that is meaningful to me. It can be a, a section, a phrase, a, a thought out of the big book or whatever my uh, spiritual reading is for that day and just think about that for um, just kind of meditate on it for a bit and then the next thing is I'll write and write and write for um, oh at least like 10 minutes and then at the end of that 10 minute period then I'll ask God a question what is it that you would have me be? How can I do, you know, if there is a God out there, what would you tell me right now? And the writing that then comes is so from my higher power. Um, and for me, that is the, the direct seeking out my higher power and getting that, Um, response and I know that I'm not the one that's coming up with the response um, it's called two-way prayer it really works and um, I'm I'm so grateful for it I am so very grateful the the last thing I, I, I want to share about it is that I had to do all the 12 steps I had to do the groundwork first because, it, and I'll wrap it up with this, because I had to come into this two-way prayer with um, the right motivation or the right attitude. And the attitude is, God, tell me what it is you want me to know. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Margaret. And Margaret will be our last share for today. I want to thank everyone who shared and everyone who attended. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, January 25th, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 19,885. That's 19885. We will now close the way we always do with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Marge O. please read from A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you. May I be heard? Yes. Thank you. Thanks, Penny. This is Marge O. from Massachusetts, recovered today by the grace of God. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. 
Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you shall surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Hi, Pat.